Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. So we have... Um, a gift with us. I was telling um, the AM services, one of the things I have been keenly interested in and aware of is that God has given gifts unto men. And as a body, we need to be a body. This is not Joel Sims Ministries. Uh, This is Word of Life Church. And you get to hear me all the time and those types of things, and that's good. Hopefully you're okay with that. Uh, I know I'm glad I get to talk to you all the time. But we need other gifts to balance us for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, till we all walk in the fullness of the stature of Christ. Because different gifts hit different things, and different people strike different things in us. And we want to be open to the Spirit of God tonight. And I sense that that even while communication is being given, be open to the Spirit of God tonight. Be open to anything. Be open for anything. Um, Because the Spirit can speak to you through a person, but even more than that, the Spirit can just speak in a service, especially a service that's been prayed over. And the Lord can show you one key thing for your life, that when you take that word and you act on it, opens up everything. And so I just sense like it's a time of impartation tonight. It's not just a time of teaching, but a time of impartation where the Spirit imparts things unto us. Um, And the the gift that we have tonight um, has that anointing on her life of a, a teaching anointing, but also a prophetic anointing. And sometimes you can teach prophetically. Well, while you're teaching, it's the Spirit who's speaking showing you exactly what you need. But in order to receive fully, um, in in order to receive the the full gifting of the gifts that God has put in the body, you must receive a prophet in the name of a prophet to receive a prophet's reward. And the prophet's reward is is utterance and impartation. But if you, you treat it, Jesus in his own hometown could there do no mighty work save that he lay hands on a few sick folk and healed them because there was a lack of honor for him. And so if we'll approach this moment with honor and we just say, Father, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say in my life, you'll receive that reward and you will receive impartation and hear exactly what you need to hear tonight for you and your family. Amen. I sense that. Um, and so, Word of Life, can we just give it up tonight for Miss Jen Tringal as she comes? Do you want to be up here or do you want to be down there? Okay. Gotcha. I appreciate you. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Praise God. Yeah, if you all wouldn't mind just continuing to hold because it's so good. Just play, play a little bit. Lord, strengthen their legs. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good, and his mercy 
and his mercies endure forever. Oh, we worship you in this house, God. We just continue to just hold this place with you. God, that everything that we do and say, Lord, you would have your way. Tonight, God, our heart is set that in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have, for some of us, we find our being. And that's how I've always known you. And I'm so thankful. You know, I was reminded tonight in this atmosphere that we're in right now of um, some of my times growing up in church. I grew up a church kid in a um, Assembly of God Church in Florence, Kentucky. And um, my grandmother was the church secretary. My aunt and uncle were the children's pastors. You know, my mom ran the nursery. My dad ran the ushers. It was always us and the pastor's kids, you know, were the last to leave. And, um, but I remember the expectation days of when you came to church to find out what God would do. And I, I, you know, appreciate the excellence that's come to the body of Christ. And it, it's so good not knocking any of that. But in other words, there was no planning center with an agenda. You know, it was just like, and sometimes it was a train wreck because of that, if we're honest. <laughs> But as we were worshiping just in this atmosphere, and I just love so much the vision that the Spirit of God gave you, Pastor Joel, for this kind of gathering. And we're all going to be better for this. But I had this flashback of, um, you know, then it was Sunday morning, Sunday night. Remember Sunday night service? And, uh, and then uh, Wednesday night. But, but Sunday night, it was just, you really never knew what would happen. And so our parents, I'm the oldest of four kids. I have three younger brothers. And because Sunday night could go long, our parents were a little more lenient on us. And they'd let us bring coloring books to church if we were real quiet. And, um, and I remember kneeling down on the floor. And we had our coloring books on the chair, coloring. You know, and everybody's singing. And this is like... This is, you know, some of you, some of you people would call this old school, but they were singing like, blow the trumpet in Zion and celebrate Jesus, celebrate. I mean, this is pre-Hill song, okay? This is, I'm talking pre-shout to the Lord. I'm 64 years old. I just look good for my age. That's how that works. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not 64. <laughs> I just, I just have never known why women lie about their age. Just say you're 20 years older and people will go, you look amazing. And I just proved my point. Anyway, let's just get back in the spirit. So, so you know, 
I, I remember just times, those Sunday night services especially. And I'd be down on my knees coloring with my friends, you know, my brothers being real quiet. And all of a sudden I realized, where'd the singing go? Nobody's preaching. And I, something grabbed my little, little girl heart and I, I popped up and I looked around and everybody was out in the spirit. Everybody just on their face. And the presence of God, nobody had to explain it to me. Because kids, you know, are so sensitive to spiritual things. And I, I remember popping up in that seat going, whoa. And experiencing the weightiness of God. And as I, I grew up, you know, in the house of the Lord... I remember hitting about um, early teenage years, and I was in my room, and I, I could hear my friends playing outside, but I felt this tug on my heart that God wanted me to come spend time with him. And I remember thinking, this isn't fair. None of my friends are feeling God tug on their heart. But I knew if I didn't pay attention to it, I'd be telling him no. And uh, growing up in a house with three younger brothers, you know, it was always a little crazy, a little chaotic. And in this house we lived in, there was a, a third floor attic. You know, the old kind where you had to open the door out of the ceiling and the stairs came down? Freaky looking. But I, somehow I knew if I went up in that attic, that I could have privacy. And so I, I went in our little bathroom and I grabbed the bath mat off the floor and I went up in that attic and I shut the door and I walked in the middle of this big, empty, old, old attic and I put that bath mat in the middle of the room and I got down on my knees and I thought, how does this work? How do you access the presence of God when it's just you? And can you? And this was my first venture out to try this. So I'm on my knees and I thought, well, when do I feel the presence of God when I'm at church? And I was just old enough to start going to youth group. And one of my favorite songs then, whenever we'd sing it, I'd always feel the presence of God. It was that old song, I Love You, Lord. And I lift my voice. To worship you. How many of you remember that song? Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my king, in what you hear. And let it be a sweet sound in your ear. So I'm like, I don't know how old, young teenage years. And I thought, all right. I just, I sang that song and I got to the end. Let it be a sweet sound in your ear. And I remember just kind of opening my eye and kind of checking, you know. And I. And I just said to myself, I don't feel anything. And I thought, great, doesn't work. And the still small voice of the Lord just came up in my heart. I almost thought it was me. And he said, sing it again. But this time, don't focus on what you feel or not. Just focus on me. I thought, okay. Okay. 
So I closed my eyes and I pictured myself in the throne room of heaven. Right there with God the Father, God the Son, and that they're so happy to see me. And so I just, with my eyes on him, saying, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my king, in what you hear. And let it be a sweet sound in your ear. And I got to the end of that. (gasps) The peace of God came in that attic. And that was really the day that I discovered the secret to life. That was the day that I found the key to unlock the call of God on my life. A young girl, 10, 11, 12 years old, just up in an attic in northern Kentucky. I discovered that I could access the presence of God anywhere at any time. And I hear the Spirit of God kind of reverberating those words to us again tonight. And he's saying, eyes on me, church. Eyes on me. I know it's crazy and chaotic and you're trying to figure out what. Eyes on me. Because I'm trying to birth something in you and through you for this time. And you're going to absolutely require my presence to do it. Now, when I was reminded, all that, all that came back to me. The word of the Lord came to me. And so I want to ask um, all those that are here tonight, and this is just very specific, and I believe the Lord's going to minister to many tonight, but this is a, a specific word for young women that are here in the room, ages 12 to 18. If you're here, would you just stand right where you're at? Young women, ages 12 to 18. Look at all these rock stars for God. So proud of you. So proud of you. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say that he's raising up a generation of young women that know him with the anointing of Esther upon them. And that you will go into places that are unusual to you and they come quickly to you. But when you get there, you'll find that you, not the others, not the people that are supposed to be there, that look like they're supposed to be there, but you will find that you have the key in your hand that unlocks the issues, the problems, the chaos that you find around you. And I'm speaking this to you tonight, not talking about a day that's far, far away. I'm saying that this anointing, much like the anointing that was on Esther, is upon you now. And many of you have, but young women, listen to me. If you will yield yourself to him now, don't say no to him. Find your place. Where he gets to be with you and you get to be with him. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you and he will position you to do unusual things. Lift your hands all all over this room toward these young women. 
Father, we release this anointing, this Esther anointing upon them. Father, for the necessary equipment that they need, the necessary assignments, the necessary steps that they will have to take. Father, we call for a garrison of angelic help to come up around them. Father, to protect their feet from stumbling or falling. Lord, you will put these young women in places where in the natural people would say, that's too much for them. And they'll say, not so. For I might not do it the way you would do it, but I will do it and I will overcome by the Spirit of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that these are representative of a generation of women that you are raising up who have found out who they are in you. And I say to these women of destiny, there is greatness upon you. And we mark you and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You can be seated. You can be seated. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. I'll tell you what. This house, this unusual word of life takeover. I said, Pastor Joel, are there any buildings left for anybody else to do anything? And he just smiled with that smile, kind of like, not my problem, you know. Um, But I have um, found a um, a great appreciation and an honor for your pastors, Pastor Joel and Pepe and the pastoral staff here. Um, It is um, life-giving to me to get to be around them and to hear what God is stirring in them. And it makes me just smile and be so, if I could say, just godly proud to run the race at the same time as them. And, um, and their heart, Pastor Joel, what you're, you are pointed toward to birth a New Testament church that is actually reaching people and the culture where it's actually at, but you're doing it founded on the Word of God, but a church by the Spirit. And I believe that that's picking up, that there's a even graduation that's coming to a, a greater place of increase. And when I was praying over you all and the, all these works and this, this house, you know, as a traveling minister, at least what God's called me to do, about 50% of why God brings me to a certain place happens in my hotel room in prayer. And the other half is getting to come and minister to you. And so in prayer, as I was praying, it was like I saw you all coming through 2021 and even through 2022 and in prayer it came out of me that you took a sharp curve really fast that you went through a a pickup and increase really fast and everything held on and you made the sharp turn and everything was intact and God says and now I'm going to add to you yet again 
but this will come within an exposure of prominence because of what the Spirit of the Lord is having you model here. That you can reach the culture where it's at and do it by the Word and by the Spirit and it'll last. And, uh, and that is picking up because really what you're doing here is not just for here, is it? Um, you're really walking out a modeling of something that is necessary for the church of Jesus Christ in this time. I believe this is almost really just practice here in Mississippi because the anointing and the apostolic calling on this house is really set up to transform nations. And hanging out with your pastors just a little bit of time, you kind of know Pastor Joel's got plans tucked in his head for, he's got plans for 20 years down the road. You know, this is old news to him, what we're doing right now, because it's the mantle that it's upon this house and it's necessary for this time. And I always like to say it this way, somebody has to set up the model and show how it works. Somebody always has to go first. Think about that moment when the people of God came out of so much, got set free out of Egypt and, and, and came through all of that. And, and they, they make their escape and, and Moses gets a mobile and he finally gets them out. And then they hit that Red Sea and that's where most people go to die. That's where most people stop. But there was a generation that came that said, we can't just be glad we're out of Egypt. We got to cross. We got to go build something else somewhere. And so they stood in a place and waited on the spirit of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord came and did something so incredibly unusual. He took that body of water, the Red Sea, and he parted it. I don't know what it looked like. You know, the movies show us it was a wall of water on that side and a wall of water on that side. And there's that empty path to the other side. And I don't know how this went down, but I can just imagine that they're all lined up looking looking at this. Somebody had to go first. Can you imagine how humble all of a sudden everybody got? Really, you. No. No, you. No, really. The first shall be last. Last shall be first. I mean, we're just... Because I can just... Can you imagine? You're lined up there with your babies and your, your, mother, your elderly mother and father and your aunts and uncles. And you're thinking, I've never seen this before. Is this like a 30-second Red Sea anointing? Is it like only the strong survive, you know? Nobody, nobody's been this way before. Word of life. Nobody's been this way before. And so here they are. Here you are in an unprecedented time. Called to go into territory and build something that hasn't really been seen like this for right now in this time. And somebody, some family. I believe whoever that family was probably would have gravitated toward word of life. This, you would have been their people. And some family just kind of stepped up and went, we'll go. We'll go first. Come on, guys. It's all right. We don't know what this is going to be like, but you know what? Our eyes are on him. And they picked up all that was precious and dear to them. And they set out 
wall on this side, wall on this side, step after step after step. I don't know if the that water was raging, if they could hear the noise. You know, I mean, you just, sometimes you, mean, you want to have fun. Just sit with these stories and let your imagination, you know, could you, could you see the shadow of whales and who knows what? I mean, I don't know what that was like, but it was real. What you're walking out here is very real. But the spirit of the Lord is upon you because he's anointed you, I believe, in a very specific way to model something that God's wanting to do. And in a way, church, it's necessary. Somebody has to go first in many ways at you. So maybe the Spirit of God requires some unusual things of you. Maybe in your, an adult, in your adult life, you're kind of like me at 10, 11, and 12 years old going, God, everybody else isn't going to church at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. during the week. All my friends show up for Mass for 30 minutes on Sunday and go home. And if there's a wedding that weekend and they say a Mass, it counts. That's how my Italian Catholic dad grew up. But the Lord will require unusual things of you. Why? Because of who you are and what you're called to do. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Father, we just thank you for the honor that you would entrust us with such a time as this. Oh, how blessed are we. And Father, it is unusual. And there, there's not a lot of understanding except for the wisdom and the revelation that comes from you. Lord, you are the light unto our feet, the lamp unto our path. And we say, echoing the words of generations that have gone before us, we put our trust in you. And we thank you. And we thank you. It just keeps coming to me. The Lord wants to do something here, and I'm just going to follow him. Um, all the fathers that are in the room, would you stand? All the fathers, if you're a father. Boy, the, the enemy hates fathers. Hates it. Because uh, identity flows from fathers. Authority flows from fathers. And uh, if he can disrupt the image, distort the image of a father, what a father is, it creates quite a detour in that person's life. I just sense here tonight that God is very purposeful about restoring the right image of fathers. And that that image bearing of the Father is something he's significantly highlighting. Even in this house, the right image of fathers. 
For I hear the sound of a, a pounding of feet coming of the fatherless. And they're, they're running in fear. They know they're being hunted by the kingdom of darkness. They don't know that's what it is. And they're running for shelter. Father, we declare tonight that for all that our culture would dishonor, we honor fathers. In fact, I shake off the dishonor, the dishonor, the disregard, the dismissing of fathers. And I speak honor to you, fathers. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord placing a requirement upon you to stand as who you are as a father. Not in your understanding, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And I see this umbrella of fatherhood coming out from you, if you will allow it. God says, I need to take your fatherhoodness, so to speak, and stretch, enlarge the umbrella of your fatherness because I need to bring the fatherless to you. And I need you to reveal to them through you who I am. For I have plans for mass restoration and mass deliverance. And it will come by my hand, but it will come through you, says the Lord. And I declare for a movement of fatherhood to be restored to the church of Jesus Christ. That it becomes a hallmark of who we are in these days and in these times. Lord, that we would be ready to receive the cry of the orphan heart and restore. And so we speak, Father, that these fathers here will father by the Spirit of the Lord. Show them what that looks like. Reveal to them what that must be in this time. For it is so vitally important. It is so necessary. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, gentlemen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to just share with you, and I'm going to be very brief. I don't have a a whole message to preach to you tonight. And... um, it's interesting how God will prepare things for assignments that are coming up. And I, I truly believe that I had an encounter with God on the first day of this year, uh, January 1st, um, which was a Sunday, that was directly connected to what we're doing here this weekend and, and my assignment for coming here. On that Sunday... Um, I was in Nashville where I live, and I was in a church service there, and um, worship had um, just finished, and I sat down in my seat and was just gathering my Bible and things, and 
somebody was up just giving announcements. Um, it was part of the transition part of the of the service, and um, and so I was just absentmindedly grabbing my things, and suddenly the word of the Lord came to me. And there's only been maybe two or three times in my life that I have experienced the voice of God this profoundly in, in my life. And it, it was the voice of God, and it was so loud what he spoke to me, it felt like it just reverberated on the inside of me. It, 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 it just, it stopped me in my tracks. And I heard him say one word that loudly and profoundly. And the word that I heard him say was this, emerge. A few seconds went by and I, I heard him say it again. It, and the tone of his voice, it was... It was the tone of like a commanding general giving a command to his troops about getting in position. Emerge. It hit me as if somebody walked in front of you right now and you're sitting in here and just said, get up. That's how strong it was. It was so loud that I I instantly wondered, I thought, was that audible. Was that out loud? So I turned to the person that um, was with me for that service, and I just looked at their face to see if they looked like they had heard something. And I could tell by the look on their face, you know, they hadn't heard anything. So instinctively, I just reached down for my phone just to write this down. And as I did, the Holy Spirit began to speak more. And this is what he said. Now, concerning 2023, and again came that word, that command, emerge. Then he said, this is about things timed for this year. Speak to seeds planted in the deep. It's time for them to emerge. Then he said, pray. Awake to things that are in the womb of the Spirit and pray them into fruition. Speak to seeds planted in the deep. It's time for them to emerge. Awake to things that are in the womb of the Spirit and pray them into fruition. Church, the only way I know how to say this to you is I believe that the words that Paul spoke in the book of Ephesians about the kind of New Testament church he wrote about is emerging this year. And it's going to come from things planted in the deep. Now, uh, Pastor Aaron and Aaron Cody the word of the Lord came to me for you guys during worship. And this is what I, I heard it and I saw it. 
that you have been building in this last year, uh, 2021, 2022, and, and now dipping into 2023, what you have been busy about is going deep. That that has been the activity of your heart. And in order to take that work deeper, that's already deep, it, it's required um, a, a toil. It's not easy digging deeper. That's why most people don't do it. But the Spirit of the Lord said, you followed this by my hand because of a move that I planted in the deep that's set to come out of you. And it's going to rock Alexandria at its footings. And it's going to break loose generational strongholds that came from agreements with works of darkness I say to you, as this movement emerges from the deep of what you're called to do, that Alexandria, as it's known, is going to even aesthetically change and shift around you. Ah, there, there are hidden works of darkness that have not been able to be removed, but because of what you do, they will be exposed and drug out. But now I speak to this, this move of the Spirit in this deep. Man, it's just not been easy. I, I just, it's like I hear conversations and poolings going, come on, let's go wide, come on. Let's go wide. Let's go tall. But because of your habitation in his presence, you said no. It's not what he's saying to do. He's calling us into the deep. The Spirit of God says the things that will come out of this move will birth things that the New Testament church must see how to do. And one of them is to carry the presence of God in such a way that the house experiences mass deliverances. Where the broken and the hurting and the addicted and the even identification confused. There will not be enough time or room to lay hands on all of these. And they will simply receive mass deliverance in the room. But these things are not in the shallows. And this is why it was necessary for you. And the Spirit of God is, you've had, says you've had some up around you that have bucked this move. And the Lord says they've shown you what they're capable of and not capable of. And so what is necessary will come and I will remove. Whew. 
everybody just stretch your hands out to Pastor Aaron and Aaron Cody Hankins. Father, we bless what you're about to do. Father, we bless, we bless them for what you're leading them into, what is necessary for them to do. Father, we speak your blessing, your graces, and your Holy Spirit fire to come into that room. We thank you, Lord, that you have raised up and trained up leaders that are capable of working in and walking in the fire of God. And we thank you. And we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to seeds planted in the deep. It's time for them to emerge. Ladies and gentlemen, there are seeds in the deep of you. And it is time for them to emerge. Clearly, something is forming and happening right now. And it's taking shape on the inside of you and me. Many of you, you don't know what it's going to be. You just feel all the moving around. How many of you can say, yeah, I'm going through that. I'm not crazy. Glory to God. I came to church to find out I'm not going crazy. I'm saying to you, something has been moving toward this moment for centuries. God's prophetic agenda for your life is coming to pass. Somebody say it's coming to pass. The Lord is wasting no time in the accelerating of preparing you and I to emerge. So I want to walk you through layers. There's three layers, definitions to this word emerge. And, and as we do, the Spirit of the Lord is going to minister some things to you. The first definition of the word emerge, I want you to hear this tonight, means to recover from or survive a difficult or demanding situation. I believe God is saying in this emerge work, there is a recovering from the demands, the battle fatigue of the last year. There has been an onslaught from the kingdom of darkness of how I would describe it is a solical and physical chronic fatigue that hangs in the air like a low fog in mass that you got to keep pushing off, keep pushing off, keep pushing off. How many of you have experienced that? I'm telling you, God's taking care of this thing for us tonight. Within that fog is laid demonic snares and attacks from the past season, but I'm declaring to you tonight that this word emerge finds you to shed the last vestiges of what was. Now remember, this word emerge means to recover, to return to a state of health or strength, to find or regain possession of something that was stolen or lost. To make up for a loss in position or timing. Now, right now, if this past year, if 2022, 
you felt like you were amassed in sort of, this is how I'm describing it, like a low-hanging fog of just chronic fatigue. Maybe there was hardship. Many of us walked through what would fall in the class of hardships in 2022. It came with disappointment. It, it came with grief. There were things that tried to take you out and snuff you out. If that was what last year was like for you, I want you to stand right where you're at. Just stand up right where you're at. Look at this all over this room. Glory to God. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I release your word. I send your word. You said you sent your word and healed them. And I send this word, emerge. Emerge, man of God, woman of God. I speak the healing mercies to the soul of you. That you would right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, shed every last vestige, every last vestige of what was, every last vestige of disappointment, Every last vestige of low-hanging fog of that fatigue that tried to come upon you and come back on you and come back on you and come back on you. And the battlefield of your mind tried to get you to come into agreement and say, maybe this is just how it's going to be. But the word of the Lord finds you in the house to say, not so, I see you. And I reveal the strategy of the enemy. This is not your reality. I've not forgotten or forsaken you. For you are living in a battlefield generation and a battlefield time. But I have sent help and my supply. And so I call you out by the Spirit of God. Emerge right now, right here, tonight. Emerge. Come forth. And I loose unto you the recovery of lost time.